Hello everyone, I am Matthew Thomas with the Super Cool Radio. My guest at this time is part of an amazing Michigan-based rock band, Heartsick. Please welcome Alfonso. What up? Hi, Mom. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hi. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't care. No. Sorry. I have a mom, too. <laughs> uh, I, uh, Moms are awesome. She doesn't need to be sorry. Put her on podcast. We'll talk to her too. Do you want me to start over? We're good. You're no, good. man. Let's All have right. fun. Let's do this. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on Super Cool Radio. As, we, as you can see, my mom made a cameo. First time ever. Dude, so that's, that, good. that's the best part about this stuff. It's real. Like the idea of sort of like going back and like oh sort of this out it's like that's not real life man like your mom was there i just thought it was funny to say that she seems like a very nice person like she is. say hi to your mom you know like let her feel let her feel part of part of it the action here man <laughs> so no let's let's roll with it whatever happens happens we're all in i love it i love it you know she's really cool she puts up with all my wacky ideas so i love her <laughs> that's a good mom man that's an awesome mom that that's a, that's a blessing for sure De definitely to have uh you know family being so supportive of everything i've done especially for all the you know the chance you know some chances i took with everything it's yeah. really uh, appreciated yeah yeah that's that's uh that's good parenting man that's how that's how we grow as individuals you know we can't be sheltered all the time but we don't want to be shunned either you know i think uh i had the same experience with my parents my parents were were pretty cool with me man i mean all the crazy things that i got into and all the things that i wanted to do you know from like dyeing my hair eight million different colors to you know all the things you know being in a band and, and playing shows in miami like my parents are cool man i think that's that's a really good thing it's uh it sucks when kids don't have and when people don't have supportive parents even if they don't understand that i know my parents didn't understand half the shit i was doing you know but they were just supportive. They're like, whatever you want to do, as long as it's a good, positive thing, we're behind you, you know? Yeah, for sure. I definitely have, a, you know, kind of a similar experience with, like, you know, what, uh, how I started and what I do. They said that if it makes you happy and it's something you actually want to pursue, then we're all for it. Yeah, there you go, man. That's that's exactly how it should be. Yeah, exactly, especially with all, all the crazy stuff that's been going on lately. Oh, yeah. have support, especially from family. Good. That's awesome, man. But I want to kick this interview off with a fun question for you. I know you played with a lot of bands, been part of a lot of shows, been in the music industry for a while. Um, <laughs> what are uh, what are some bands you've played with that people should check out? Ooh, um, I always default to bands that aren't in the like the uh, the popular media or like in the mainstream. Just because it's like 
sure you can help bands that you know are in the mainstream but they already have you know the whole sort of like big giant record industry wheel behind them you know they've got all that marketing it's bands that don't have that money that don't have that marketing uh power that don't have that sort of big business behind them that i really like to push um and there's a few there's uh my buddy's band from miami i'm from miami florida i support everything from miami i'm i'm, I'm diehard miami 305 till i die forever in a day uh there's a band called dyneside it's spelled d-y-n-e-s-i-d-e and they're awesome it's like uh take everything you love about like the mars volta and glass jaw and deftones and kind of put it all into one and every time i die and that's what you get and there's such a good band such an underrated band um these are the bands that to me it's like it's such a shame that they don't have the kind of budgets that big bands do because that's really what it boils down to at times some of these bands in my opinion make better better content better music than the bands that are in the limelight. But you know, it's it's all uh that's all perception, that's all opinion. So whatever. So I'd say Dineside is one of them uh to check out a band from Florida again. They're from Miami as well. They're called Falsetta, F-A-L-S-E-T-A. Um awesome band. This is they're like take everything you love about Meshuga and everything that you love about Incubus and put it together. It doesn't make any sense, but when you listen to it, it's like holy shit, this makes all the sense, right? So they're a super awesome band, um, a band from uh, Pittsburgh that we're really good friends with. Uh, they're called Reign of Z. Um, they are, uh, I think they're like a five piece, really great band. Uh, the vocalist, she's so sick. She's such a good, good singer, vocalist, performer. Um, very eclectic band as well. Um, really heavy riffs, but they just presented a real different way. Um, and then I'm also a really big, big fan of, um, there's a band out of Tennessee, they're called Hard Reset. They're like just super heavy kind of beat down, like hardcore kind of band, but they're really, really good. Um, and then there's one other Pittsburgh band, uh, they're called uh, Greywalker. And Greywalker, G-R-E-Y-W-A-L-K-E-R. And it's like, it's basically Lamb of God and Every Time I Die on Speed. And they are just sick. They're just, they're like, I'm sorry, but like this band is like, they're, I, in my opinion, they're like better than like half those bands. They're just, just fucking ridiculous. So I would say, yeah, check out those bands. Downside, uh, Grey Walker, Reign of Z, Falsetta, Hard Reset, all really good bands. Yeah, I'm gonna check those out. I actually, I'm not familiar with any of those bands, so I got some music to yeah, check out now. It's all underground, man. It's it's super underground. Um, again, I always defer to the underground rather than like the popular stuff, because it's like, you know, you're not. I'm not gonna make a really big dent to help a band like that I love, like Sleep Token or like the Deftones or like Metallica. Like they don't need me saying anything. Like they don't. They fucking have millions of views. You know what I'm saying? But a band like from Reign of Z or a band like Dineside, you know, who's, who's just trying to make a name for themselves, who's trying to bring up their Spotify numbers or YouTube numbers, who put up content constantly, who have solid music, who really work their asses off. To me, those are the people that really need it because those are the people next in line. They're going to be the next in line to, you know, kind of pick up the mantle of rock and roll and the underground and all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, like, there's, a, there's a lot of great bands, you know, a lot of 
you know, mainstream bands that I really enjoy, but it's also the bands who are up and coming because they are the next generation. They're just exactly. starting out. Exactly, exactly. So for sure, yeah, definitely some great music I'm going to be checking out this week. So I know what I'm going to do. I encourage you to do it. Listen. <laughs> That's right. And someone, I, I forgot who said this. I see it on the internet a lot, but uh, all the mainstream bands started out as a local band somewhere. Exactly. I mean, we can make the argument that all those mainstream bands are still local bands because they're still from one somewhere. You know, they started somewhere. It's not like it's not like there's some like special factory in like the middle of nowhere Earth where they're like, all right, you're now going to be Incubus. You know, like you're you're a fucking local band. Like, shut up, man. You know, the idea. The it, it, it's just I don't know. I have this opinion. My opinion is when the the term local band is more in my opinion a way to like stigmatize negatively bands to make them seem less important or make them seem less accomplished than a band like say incubus a band say corn like obviously like you're not getting you're not selling out stadiums but your body of work isn't diminished because you don't have that kind of success you could be the next corn you could be the next slipknot you could be the next glass jaw like all these things it's just it's a matter of perception and i think a lot of the times when you know you get to a show or you know like oh it's just a local band it's like what the fuck does that mean you know like it's like walking into a room of like you know some sort of nationality and they're like oh hey it's you people and it's like wait what the fuck like what are you trying to say right now bro <laughs> you know i agree with that yeah and I, I, there's been some concerts where I went to, like the the opening band was actually the best band. Yeah, absolutely, you know. But it's again, it's just it's this narrative to push of like, you know, earn your stripes. They're just a local band. And it's like, nah, fuck you, man. You just you just have a chip on your shoulder, you know. Yeah, for sure. Especially like seeing the struggle of some of these, you know, independent bands. Especially just get airtime on like, you know, FM radios, like almost impossible it's like for something i know like a local radio station that won't really cover any independent or local music it's it's not almost impossible it's absolutely impossible like once you start getting into that realm it's all dollars and cents man that that's just really what it is it's like there's no rhyme or reason on why some bands get bigger than others other than the fact that they have just a shitload of money behind them you know maybe they have a good song for sure because i mean there's still there's still the need for that there's still obviously you still need to put out good music and good content but at the end of the day it's like there's tons of awesome fucking bands out there that have amazing incredible songs and no one knows who they are and no they've got like two listeners on spotify but you know then you've got x band that you know i'm just like god oh, this is fucking awful and they've got millions and millions of plays and it it boils down to at the end of the day you know what their budget is and what their marketing campaigns are and how much they can spend you know i, I you know people are going to disagree with me here but i am very 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 adamant on the fact that like i guarantee that if you have like an okay band they make all right music whatever it's generic it's it is what it is but they're a good band you know and they've got like a good look or whatever like that and they have a million dollars i guarantee that band is going to be able to do something compared to the band that is fucking awesome. They all look cool as shit, but they're broker than broke. Like, and I'll argue that I'll die on that hill. And people are going to be like, well, that's not, that's not really necessarily. And yeah, 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 it fucking is, man. Like it is like, don't bullshit me. It's like, it's like saying that like, 
you know, the idea of like everybody gets a fair shot here, you know, it's United States. It's like bullshit, bro. You came, you grew up in the fucking suburbs in fucking Southfield, Michigan, you dickhead. While this other person grew up in fucking on the other side of eight mile with a drug addicted dad and mom. Like it's not the same, man. You know, like let's, let's just, let's be honest here. Let's put ourselves in a real life situation and just admit that, and there's nothing wrong with having an advantage. That's not the point, but you need to admit when you have something above somebody else and just say, yes, because of X, I was able to get to Z a little bit quicker. It's not saying that you cheated. It's not saying that you don't earn it, that you don't deserve it. It's just saying there's, and that's for, it's like, it's, it's like in sports, right? Like LeBron James, for example, that guy had a leg up his whole fucking life when it came to sports. Cause he's just a naturally talented Dude, it's not saying that he's not a fucking great basketball player didn't didn't deserve. It's like if you took LeBron James to like Kyle in his neighborhood, like LeBron James was already just naturally gifted. He just honed those skills better. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 that kind of thing. And it's it sucks that bands don't, you know, can't get to the level that some of these other bands can because they just don't have the money. It's just what it is, you know? Yeah, everyone's got you know different resources that are you know, yeah. with them or not with them, and it really just depends on yeah, what the you know, situation is. And I'm not and I'm not saying that those bands don't have a chance. You have to get creative, but it weighs on you to be creative when you're constantly feel like you're stuck in a cycle of perpetual shit. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not saying that you don't have a chance or that you're you're not you don't have the same access. It's saying that you have variably more hurdles to jump than the people that are already halfway there you know yeah no i i agree with the the way you the way you explained it and everything i i do definitely agree and you know obviously money is a big thing when people say it's not about the money it it's yeah, about the money and it's a big thing for everybody man i mean realistically most of us are sitting in the same you know in the same pot with no piss you know it's we're all collectively struggling in some way yeah for sure and I mean, I've definitely noticed this with even just my stuff that um, it's hard to reach people, you know, through social media unless you like boost posts or pay money or, you know, have other people, you know, influencers and all that. It, it's hard to reach people. Welcome with to capitalism, money. man. Money talks, bullshit walks. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, welcome to capitalism. It's like you have an idea, you have a business, you have content, you have some media company, you have some sort of thing that you want people to see. Cool. Great. Awesome. Here's this free thing and then they just pot you know i'm in it like i work in the it field i you know when i'm not on tour when I'm, i work in it and it's like you can manipulate the system to make it so that you force people to do things that they don't necessarily would do on their own right so it's like you know you who are doing this out of your basement and, and don't have a lot of capital to invest and you're just trying to build it like grassroots from the ground up is going to have a harder time and the kid who is on YouTube already making, you know, $100,000 a year, who's going to get on Facebook and is like, here's $30,000 for some marketing to market the shit out of my, my content. Does it mean that that content is better than yours? No, it, it, that depends. That, that's an opinion. But it definitely means that that guy is going to get a lot more traffic than you, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I... I'm trying, you know, I, I have my own YouTube channel and like, it's hard. I got, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, like a thousand subscribers and like 4,000 watched hours to actually get monetized. I mean, 
It's not easy. It's not easy, no. especially yeah, for me. Sit at home every single day in front of a computer, making up a bunch of bullshit, you know. And it's just like, who has time for that? Like, how many people really have time for that? You know, and there's, and you can look at it any way you want, but that's what it boils down to. It's like time, effort, drive, and financial backing. You know. Yeah, for sure. Especially like, there's some stuff like I. I, I I don't knock people, but I've seen some like you know videos and like it gets like you know a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand views, and it's like man, I could have done better. Than, you know, my content looks slightly better than that. It just sure. it, it just really depends on who sees and who doesn't. Yeah, you know, and it's the internet too, man. It's 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 super easy to say, oh yeah, we did this on our own. All the while they're paying some marketing company, you know, who has you know access to algorithms, access to connections and stuff like that. So you know, it's like it's the internet, man. Everything isn't what you see. You know what I'm saying? The whole the whole point of you know it's it's weird the whole point of existence for human beings is almost to like to one up the other person right but they never want to say how they do it you know because realistically how they do it isn't that fancy isn't that like romantic right it's just like you know you know everybody loves the the you know I you know I greased my elbows and I I worked my ass off man you know like I was at home every single day just you know doing all this stuff no one helped me you know and you're like yeah, you were 15 living in your parents' house. You didn't have a job and your parents were both making $100,000 a year and you were skating by in high school, but you were making a bunch of shit because you had all the time in the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, but let's romanticize it and see that you worked really hard. Like, that doesn't mean you didn't work hard, bro. It just, again, it's this thing where it's like, just be honest about your shit, man. There's no reason to lie about it. Like, we're we're past <laughs> we're past the smoke and mirrors thing now. We have the fucking internet. We want to find something, you Google it. You know, might as well tell the truth. Yeah, exactly. I mean, especially well, the the funny stuff funny stuff I see like on the internet is like like people I've seen people like believe like everything on the internet, and there's some like some funny like you know like the the oh, funny yeah. stories and stuff where it's completely fake. Like you can totally see it's fake, and yet there's still people believing it. It's just it's just. A bunch of Neanderthals who haven't learned how to think for themselves, man. For sure, for sure. But uh, getting back on, um, you know, main reason I want to talk to you is because this Saturday, you guys are releasing a brand new single entitled uh, "Indigo." Yes, sir. What can we expect? Um, the, it's definitely heavy. I, you know, one thing that like for us, which is is usually not the case for a lot of bands who've been as long been as long as we have is they kind of maybe start thinking about not losing the edge but making it more like like consumable for more people uh sometimes that feels like you lose the edge like you lose a lot of the heaviness the screaming and stuff but i think for us you know if, if there's one thing i can always say it's that everybody in this band really just loves heavy metal and loves heavy music and you know for i know that everybody in this band would love to be and other projects that maybe not as heavy to, ex to experiment with the other things that they love. But when it comes to this project, the consensus is we always want to be a heavy band. How we present that heaviness is always up for debate. But I think with this song, like any other song uh, that we release is, you can definitely expect it to be heavy, have its moments where it's heavy. You definitely can expect it to have a lot of that droning low sound that we really like that we've developed for the band. Um, and you can definitely expect for the content to be high quality. You can definitely expect the song to be well-written and, and to be a really good palatable experience to be able to digest in a high quality sort of setting, right? Um, I think also when it comes to the, the song, um, 
you know, it's I myself, I really like talking about social issues. I really enjoy politics. I enjoy social conversation. Although the band is not a political band by any means, it does not mean that at times I don't have a means to give those opinions. Uh, we're living in a time right now where um, we're really starting to see that although we've made strides as a society in American society, we haven't made enough strides to where it's an equal partnership for everybody involved. And that's going to take years and years and years. You know, Rome wasn't built in one day, but we're, we're still actively seeing the, you know, the demoralization and the diminishing of, you know, the sexes, you know, of, of, of women and people of color and all this, you know, and, and, you know, transgender and gay and all this stuff. So for us, for me personally, it's always important to sort of hint at those issues at those at, at times and have conversations about them. I'm not going to put them right all in like my music and, and the lyrical content that I write, just because I think there's different mediums that you can experience that. And, and I'm just not that good at that. Like we're not raging against the machine. We don't have that talent. So we don't have that skill set, but we have a skill set of our own. So with this song, you know, definitely, uh, you can definitely expect to, to be a little bit more controversial in, in the lyrical content. Um, and you can definitely uh, expect it to be controversial in the video content because it is about empowering women. It is about believing women. It is about uh, giving them a voice in a cool visual way and still making it seem cool and interesting. But to me, the most important part of the release of Indigo is at the end of the day, the message and the message behind the song is believe women and and empower them to be able to use their voices to tell the stories so that they're not terrified to say things uh that that happen to them to live their truths and then just be like bah, she's just on her you know whatever it, it's one of those things it's like so to me that's the most important part to to really expect is um for that message especially because the song revolves around a netflix documentary called uh, Audrey and Daisy. So if, if you want to learn about what the song's about, I would say get on Netflix and watch that documentary because that's literally what the song's about, you know. Yeah, I'm definitely um check that out. It's um it's you know kind of ironic we're filming this on it's International Women's Day. So I think it's a very, yeah. very uh well I didn't even know it was to be honest. Like that that's how terrible I am at remembering things, but like I was like, Oh shit, it's International Women's Day. This is fucking weird. Okay. Yeah. No, I think definitely it's definitely um Definitely a message I think definitely for people is that you should you should stand up and you should be able to tell your story without like people going, Oh, that's not true, that's fake or anything like that. Absolutely. It's your story. Absolutely. For sure. And definitely I'm looking forward to the new single. I'm very uh very interested with how the, the visuals are gonna be and how they're gonna be laid out and everything, but I definitely like the message in the story. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I'm stoked to see the video too. I, I have not seen the finished product, so I have no idea how it's going to come out. Like I've seen like bits and pieces and I'm like, Oh, it looks cool, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to it. It drops on March 13th, but it, also staying with that. Like how was it um like writing and recording? What, what's kind of your writing process um, uh, kind of for the single? Through the years as a band, we've, we've experimented with different writing processes. Um, right now, I think the process that works the best for us because of our schedules as, as husbands, fathers, you know, all that other stuff, 
it, it seems it works out best for us to sort of hash out small guitar ideas on the guitar, but then go to the studio and kind of build the song from there. Um, this was the same process that we used for Indigo. Um, and it's the process that we have in place for right now. And it's basically show up um, with an idea of a song and have these ideas, but then not have the whole band there to try and hash all this out and waste a bunch of time. It's like myself and our guitar player. And we're like, all right, we've discussed these ideas. Let's start recording these things. And we kind of built the song from there. So that's what we did. But then the goal was a little bit different because we recorded a demo of it. And then we sent it to our studio guy. And then we eventually got to the version that we have now, which the demo version is always different than the, the final version. And um, like, how do you how do you put together a song? Did you like, come up with the music first? Did you come up with the lyrics? Did you already have an idea for the lyrics? Like, how how did you build Indigo? I... I wrote Indigo on guitar, so that's mainly my my contribution, you know, because our guitar player writes a lot of the music too. So it just depends on the song from song to song. That was my contribution. Um, and the lyrics were my contribution as well. The rest of the band writes their own parts and certain aspects or whatever. Um, but we already had the idea. It was already written down. It was already on guitar. I started with the guitar part first and kind of wrote the whole song on guitar. Um, I find it fascinating that there's people out there that like write lyrics to a song first before ever having a song. That to me makes no sense. Like I'm just like, I am not that smart. I am not that talented. I am a man that can admit his shortcomings. And that is 100% one of my shortcomings. I'm like, yo, if there's no music, I'm like, I'm not doing this shit. You know, like, I don't understand how to do that. But there's other people that flourish in that environment that that excel at being able to write things and make them sound great and, and really know how to be poetic and really know how to be a good writer. That's not a skill set of mine. That's not a talent that I that I possess to be able to do something like that. So we usually start with the music first. Yeah, I, I'm always fascinated when someone's like, yeah, we came up with the lyrics and then we yeah, go all I'm, around I'm it. in your boat. I'm like, you're a fucking genius. You know? It's incredible that there's you know people like that. And it's just, yeah. it, it's hard to wrap your brain around like that concept of having the lyrics and the music. Because a lot of people I've talked to come up with like the music and they come up with the lyrics. Yeah, yeah that's, like, that's like, that's part of the course, right? But when you have that one guy who's like, oh, I wrote the lyrics first. You're like, what the fuck? it's really it's they're like in a whole different league like the people who do that and i'm always impressed I, by it. i agree 100 <laughs> percent. but also i'm gonna be switching gears also on march 13th you guys are gonna be in my hometown mishawaka indiana be playing yeah. smokestack brew what can we yeah. expect from you guys seeing you live i mean first time seeing heartsick live probably all going to be out of breath and puking because we haven't played a show in god knows how long we're just going to be old as shit up there like oh my fucking knee uh, no. <laughs> no i you know we're really excited um we haven't played a show in a really long time we've approached this show with more caution because there is a sense of of safety that the the whole world is trying to adhere by um there is a sense in the community of like, when is it okay to start playing shows? When isn't it? Like, you know, you have to, you have to deal with the mainstream reaction to doing something that may get, may go against, you know, the rational norm for the time or the setting. So we've been cautious, you know, about 
you know, letting people know what we're doing more so because we, you know, we really don't want to step on anybody's toes. We really want to want to piss anybody off, but it feels okay to start thinking about the possibility of playing consistent shows. Um, so for us, this is sort of a trial run on how we're going to approach shows for the time being until people are fascinated until shows really come back. And it's looking like realistically shows won't come back to 2022 in full force. So we're really excited about this. Um, I know for a fact that because we're so excited, you're going to see a lot of energy in our stage show. Um, we're trying to make a really cool set list to sort of incorporate a bunch of old songs, new songs and current songs so that it's, it, it's interesting for everybody. And we give everybody a little taste of something. Um, but yeah, definitely. I think that the one thing that everyone can agree on is if you watch a heart sick show, it's definitely high energy for sure. You know, jumping, swinging guitars, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to it now. Um, have, have you played in South Bend or Mishawaka before? We have not, uh, not recently, not recently. Okay. We've played Mishawaka many times. There's a place in Mishawaka called Smith's, I think. Yep. Downtown. Yep. Myths downtown, we've played there. Um, there's a couple other places we've played. Uh, we have a buddy uh, who who books out there. So he's booked us a lot in Mishawaka. And because of him, we've built up our name. Uh, so I think it's uh, Bill Finn. Bill Finn's a promoter out there. I don't know what Bill's doing right now because there's no shows. But um, definitely have played Mishawaka before, South Bend area. So we're definitely familiar with it. And we definitely have... A, a home base there but it's just been so long you know yeah i'm definitely it's actually my first time seeing you guys live um oh, so yeah. I'm, definitely, I'm looking forward to it uh any kind of hints on the set list or, or, uh, any kind of uh, songs you're going to be playing i mean obviously the stuff that's on our youtube will probably end up playing a good portion of that it, you know if it's got a video then probably playing it because people know it people are able to consume it we're not going to go out there and play like a bunch of songs no one knows you know? it's like like you know, for 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 as funny as I think that would be, and just kind of like a big fuck you just for shits and giggles. That's not what we're gonna do. Um, definitely, you know, you're definitely gonna hear Thrill of the Hunt. You're definitely gonna hear Indigo. You're definitely gonna, you know, hear um, uh, Love Letter. You know, you, the the songs that you see on on the YouTube channel are a good indication of what we'll probably end up playing. You know. And here's a deep cut from 2002, everybody, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like we're not going to go out there and be like, here's this song we wrote in like 2001 that nobody fucking knows. Fuck you. You know, like, I'm not going to do that. I think I think it would be funny, but I think it would be, people might be a little confused. Yeah, already. we're only going to shoot ourselves in the foot with that one, you know? <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. But definitely, Smokestack Brew, March 13th, the same day as the release of Indigo. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And kind of, to be honest, I fucked up on the release date. I wanted it to be a Friday, and I didn't realize till yesterday. I was like, oh, shit, the 13th is Saturday. And I was like, too late now. We, yeah. We've already committed this. We're just going to keep going. Yeah, screwed now. Too bad. <laughs> well, I'm definitely looking forward to it. It's uh, set up by Music for a Cause. Great local promoter, so it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're excited. It's it's going to be fun, and it's going to be for a good cause, and hopefully there's food there that we can eat, because I love food. Smokestack's <laughs> got some good stuff over there, man. You'll be good. Good, good. But uh, how do you prepare for a show? Is there anything like any certain things you do before you take the stage? 
Uh, me personally, I always warm up my voice. Uh, back in 2008, uh, we were on the war tour and war tour is really, really grueling. And I didn't get enough sleep and I ended up hurting my vocal cords. Um, and I learned real quick that uh, you should definitely be warming up all of the time before you, you perform. So my only ritual before performing is just doing a quick 10, 12 minute warm up. Um, and those warm ups usually just include, you know, the regular old, you know, going up a scale, down a scale, uh, stretching the lips and stuff. So, yeah. So, I, you know, nothing elaborate, you know, nothing like I, I used to take vocal lessons. I've had vocal coaches. So just very normal boring shit you know just warm up my voice to make sure that like i'm not gonna get on stage and sound like a dying cat on purpose you know yeah that's always good it's always um people don't really realize you actually have to use your vocal cords and actually train them and uh, oh, yeah. warm them up or you might you don't sound good it's an instrument man like anything else it's just it's an instrument that lives in your voice where where the guys can drop their guitar and you know it's really not gonna hurt the guitar i don't i don't have that luxury like my voice has to be on point all of the time you know if i if i hurt my voice then that's it i can't do anything for all period you know exactly and that you know that affects the band and uh, everything about it so yeah exactly exactly so yeah, know definitely check them out if you're in the mishawaka area like myself see heartsick live on march 13th they're gonna rock your face off so much so they won't give it back that's right it's mine give it to us I, I, i've been watching a lot of horror movies lately so that's oh, why. I love horror movies man horror movies are great <laughs> yeah. american classics man horror yeah actually, i went a little old i went to the first evil dead which i love i just love that whole vibe of that whole oh movie. dude I mean, legendary, man. Living here in Lansing, that's like a legendary movie because it started in Lansing. It was a film project by Sam Remy, and it just became widely successful. Um, so, yeah. yeah, again, it's, you know, it's like supporting your community. You know what I'm saying? Evil Dead is great. I like I really did enjoy the remake that they did. Um, I thought that was cool. Um, back in, I think the remake came out in like 2011 or 12 or something. I don't remember when it came out exactly, but that was really good. But I mean, nothing like the classics, man. Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, all great. All great movies. Yeah, I, ju I just finished Evil Dead 2 last night. I'm actually got, uh, probably tonight, I'll probably finish uh, Army. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't watched, I actually have never watched Army of Darkness. You've never watched? Oh, it's oh, great. It's, it's, more, it's more on the on the like dark comedy side than it is horror but there's still plenty of guts and gore but it's more dark comedy it's really funny really funny what had me laughing last night and it was uh evil dead 2 when he tried to sit down in the chair and like it just fell apart and like oh, the yeah. was laughing and the deer was laughing at that had me rolling man oh yeah yeah it's it's just genius filmmaking man like how do you make how do you take this serious subject and sort of just tone it down just enough you know to bring it back up it just just those quick moments of like comedy really broke yeah. it up. But it's not just all serious, all blood, yeah. all death. But yeah, no, I I've been really enjoying horror movies. Big horror movie fan. So that's what I've been Same doing here, lately our, with stuff. Our bass player, huge Michael Myers fan. I'm a really big fan of the Hellraisers and and the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street series. We're, we're all really big fans of horror movies. We really are. And that's actually a great tie-in because I wanted to talk about the Thrill of the Hunt music video, which yeah. 
I thought was um, just really awesome. Really had to me like a paranormal, like supernatural vibe. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How was it filming it? Because it looked awesome. It was cold as shit. <laughs> Good way to start. <laughs> we filmed it in January, I believe, is when we filmed it, and it was getting cold. No, we filmed it September, September of 2020. We went and filmed it. And it was already getting cold and it was up on our buddy's property that he has. It's called uh, Haunted Acres. And he's got this really cool haunted like acre area where he runs a haunted house every year. He, he really goes all out. It's just really great and elaborate. It has all these cool scenes and, and places to be able to do stuff. And since the song is pretty dark, it comes, you know, the, the song is basically the story of Ed Kemper, you know, loosely. Um, and who's a serial killer um it just felt right to do it our our media company that did the video for us 1887 those guys came up with the concept of the video i don't want to take any any credit for that that was not my idea they came up with the concept and they did a really great job man and it, it was it was super fun filming the video we ended up shooting two videos that day so it was really cool it was definitely a, a good time and and definitely a fun process to, to make a video in that aspect. Until that time, we really hadn't traveled anywhere to shoot a music video. It's always been around here in Lansing and we find, you know, sort of like, you know, guerrilla style footage and shooting, but this was very, very planned and it was great, it really was. Yeah, I really liked it. it. Had like a like a found footage kind of vibe to it. it kind of reminded yeah. me like, the beginning reminded me of like uh, or you should be familiar with like VHS. That oh yeah, that series is great. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it, it turned out really cool. I really liked that. We're like, were, were you wearing contacts? Like, cause it looked like your eyes were like all what? No, no, just your okay. Well, my normal eyes. Eyes. Okay, no, it looked different. That's why I was just asking. But <laughs> all good. It looked it looked really cool, uh, especially just everything that was going on. I do like um, the the samples that were included, yeah. in, in the song really tied in the the visuals and everything. It, does. it ties uh, in the whole vibe, you know. For sure, and also for that song, you worked with uh, Lawrence Con uh, Conti. How yeah. was it working with that dude? Good. He's he's a good he's a good buddy of ours, man. He's a very talented uh, rapper and MC. Uh, He's also a very elusive human being. Larry just, Larry comes and goes whenever the fuck he wants. Like Larry is just like, maybe you'll see Larry for a week and then you won't see Larry for like a year. And he comes back in and it's like, oh, there's Larry again. So uh, having him on the song was purely by accident. It was purely not in any way, shape or form planned. Um, we were in the studio. I brought Larry with me so you could just hang out at the studio. And our producer, Josh Schrader, was like, hey, Larry, you want to be on the song? And I was like, yeah, Larry, you want to be on the song? I'm like, fuck it, let's do this. And he was like, uh, yeah, sure, I guess. He's like, all right, here, just, just do this. Go go here and just put something down. And we were like flying off the cuff, man, whatever. And uh, he that was 100% of freestyle, and he fucking killed it. He really did. The dude is – an incredibly talented human being, uh, incredibly resourceful human being, an incredibly thoughtful human being, and he just absolutely murdered that song. I don't think the song would be as cool without him. Like anything we would have done would have never fit the way that he did it. So mad props to him.
Yeah, for sure. And, to, and especially saying that it was a freestyle, it actually, it sounds like it was meant to be in the song, if you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, what's the song about? And I was like, Serial Killers. And he's like, all right, I got this. And I was like, get it, dude. Wow, no, that, that's really, really cool. Very impressive just to yeah, like yeah. fly and freestyle like that and have it all work and sound, you mm -hmm. know, like it was supposed to be part of it. Very yeah. incredible. He, he killed it, man. He really did. He really, really did. Yeah, if, if anyone hasn't checked out Thrill of the Hunt, do yourself a favor, check it out, check out the music video. It's it is all it's really cool, especially like I said. Yeah, listen, check it out, spread the word. <laughs> that's right, it's it's up on YouTube. I watched it last night, so it's if anyone has YouTube, and if you don't have YouTube, well, it, you should have YouTube. Right yeah, yeah, catch up. Were you living under a rock? It's <laughs> not. It's like it's not like 1990. I don't think YouTube was around back then. So yeah, it's not 1990. <laughs> no, I, I I unfortunately can confirm it was not around in 1990. <laughs> That's good. A little bit before my time, so I can't. But <laughs> <laughs> well, also, so yeah, as I said, check out Thrill the Hunt, everybody. But interesting question for you, Alfonso. What music have you been listening to this week? Ooh. Uh I have been listening to, I have music ADD all of the time. I love being in a metal band. I love heavy metal. It's my favorite type of music, but I like to listen to all sorts of music. Um, this week, I listened to the new Architects record, the new Adina Remember record. Um, I listened to, uh, there's an artist called Regard and he plays like electronic house music. And I was listening to that, uh, listening to Daft Punk a lot lately. Um, and then listening to a lot of Netsky, who's also an electronic music guy. Um, and then Sleep Token, listened to them this week as well. Um, and who else did I listen to this week? Ugh, I'm, I'm gonna look at my Spotify playlist right now. Well, why are you doing that? The um, beauty of the internet. <laughs> yes, it's 2021. We have internet. Exactly. Why, why are you doing that? I'll tell you who I've been listening to. So, by pure coincidence, I, I work on cars, and when I I drove a car in to work on it, and it was on like the local pop station. Uh -huh. Justin Bieber was on, and I was like, eh, Justin Bieber. But then Panic at the Disco came on, like I write sins yeah. not tragedies. I was like. I forgot how good of a song that was. Yeah. And, like, I've been listening to Panic. Uh, Panic good, music good, music, good music is good music. It doesn't matter. I, Dude, I went like a whole week listening to that new Justin Bieber record when he had put it on. I was like, this is sick. This is cool. Um, so, yeah, I listened to a band called Junius, a band, uh, Metallica, Apollo Twins, Veil of Maya, Gunship. So all sorts of pilot. So all sorts of different types of stuff, man. Yeah, for sure. That's uh, like I have a very. I try to at least expand my music horizon. You know, every time I listen to something new, but definitely, it, it's always good to listen to different stuff. Even if you don't necessarily like it, you can always take different elements from. Exactly, there. you learn something from it for sure, for sure. And and also this way, I've been listening to my friends dancing with the ghosts. Or they're out of uh, Jacksonville, Florida. They're like electronic yeah. and metal, and they're they're pretty cool. Very cool. Very cool. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, you, you definitely should. They uh, they're pretty like I really liked uh. Not the well, the latest single Happy Murder Electric, pretty cool, but I really enjoyed Obsidian Blood because it was it definitely had like a real metal feel to it, and it was just kind of different for them, so I really liked it. Oh, yeah, man! Oh, yeah, 
and, and then I've been listening. I've been listening to a lot of pop punk, like uh, Paramore, Blink One Eight. Oh yeah. But yeah, because um, Paramore, like I was listening to something, then Paramore came on, and I was like, man, I've been, I've been missing some pop punk. Like it just has that energy. That Paramore record, Riot, was so good. Jesus, yeah. man, what a classic. Yeah, I've, I've listened to their live, uh, the live album from the Paramore uh, cycle. It was called The Last okay. Riot. It's really good. Wow. Yeah, that 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 band, we we got to play with them in on Warp Tour in 2007, and I was just like, holy shit. Yeah, definitely very talented, and um, I know they've been on break for a few years now, but yeah. I, I heard they might be making another album. I really hope so, because I mean, we'll I, I'm missing some pop punk. Not, not a lot of bands do that pump, pop punk uh, style anymore, so I'm kind right. of missing. Let's see what happens. Let's see what they do. For sure, but... Alfonso, thank you so much for hanging out here on Super. Of course, man. No problem, man. No problem at all. It's, uh, I love doing this. I'm a chatty Kathy. I love having conversations with people. It's it's always fun. It's always a good time. Um, I appreciate you having me. I appreciate you reaching out to want to have me on your show, to allowing us to take up space and something that you've cur- you know curated and have created and spend time and effort to make so nothing but love here and nothing but gratitude from us and myself for giving us a space to be able to share what we do, share a message and, and just enjoy good company with good people. I really appreciate that. Yeah, of course. And I really enjoyed talking. We definitely got to talk about some different stuff. I normally you know, don't talk about in interviews. So I really enjoyed it. Good. I, I, I like unconventional. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of always like, so how's the new record? And, uh, What's your favorite song on the record? It's like, come on, man. Like, let's let's talk about real shit that people care about. Like, no one gives a fuck about maybe there's some people that care about like, you know, how many songs are on the record, but at the end of the day, people want to know who you are, man. People want to hear real shit. So I'm always all about it, man. Absolutely. Yeah, and I do have one more thing before we go. One sure. last question. Yeah. What can we expect from Heartsick for the new year of 2021? Oof. That's really all dependent on COVID, man, unfortunately. Uh, I think that right now the two things to definitely expect from us is more new music, uh, whether we decide to release that in a EP type setting or we decide to release that in a single type setting or on an LP type setting remains to be seen. So definitely new music either way. And hopefully by the fall, you know, some consistent shows and, and playing some shows for sure. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to it. As I said, they will be in the Mishawaka area on March 13th. Plus also Ooh. on that day, which is a Saturday, they released an Indigo. Make sure to check it out. We have discussed yeah. this. I'm really looking forward to it. Please check it out. Please, please, please. <laughs> also, i got to give a shout out to Larry of Music for a Cause for making this interview possible. Thank you so much, Larry. Yeah, Larry, thank you. Uh, thank you for linking us up, man. I appreciate it. So for Alfonso of Heartsick, I am Matthew Thomas with Super Cool Radio. Thank you for watching.